Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. Thank you for listening to one of our great messages. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. I think um, over the last few weeks, it's just been really great. I've really gotten something out of every message and we've journeyed through over the last three weeks without the pastors here and and we've heard lots of different voices and it's just been amazing. And we started the first week and um, Andrew spoke a message on the inheritance that God has given us and um, turning the negative into power and glory. And then the second week we heard Pastor Luke, sorry, Pastor Andrew, Pastor, yeah. um, we heard Luke speak a message on being a child of God and that, do you know, if you really allow the word to refresh you and, um, and just sit and meditate on the word, it really does change you from the inside. It's not just another Sunday, it's not just another word you've heard, but it really does change you and it's like um it's like a building you know and I really feel like the last few weeks has been a building and so we went through this concept that we are a child of God that we are children we are not slaves our relationship with God is not through a slave mentality but it's through a parent to child mentality and then last week's message Ra, you have just been dropping gold at the moment. It's been everything you say is just incredible. And last week, Ra spoke an incredible message on righteousness and how we don't have to do anything that God freely gives. And that, you know, because our inheritance is that we are children of God and that we, are, we have righteousness and that we can be right standing with God by just believing in him. And do you know what? I feel like that God gives us the most simple principles. It's the most simple principles. And yet we take the longest way around to, <laughs> to come to terms with it, to believe. And there was another message that Ra preached recently, a giving message that honestly has, has just changed the way I think. And, and the other thing that it was, was our beliefs. That us carrying fear, us carrying um, doubt and anxiety and worries is actually us not believing in who our God is, not believing in who he is. He is our provider. He is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He is our safety. He is our protector. He is always there for us. And so I think you did something opposite to this. You know how you were trying to extend it? I think you did the opposite. It's all right. Just keep putting that in. All right. So what I wanted to share with us today was a message um, called The Revealer of Mysteries. And so I want to just continue to build on what we've been learning. And, um, and now that we know that we have an inheritance through God, we are his children, we stand in righteousness, and that he is the revealer of mysteries. I wanted to ask you a question. It's a question that arises. If a child, if a child has a question that arises, what is their first response? 
to ask, right? I'm in that zone right now, right? Why, 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 why? Honestly, <laughs> I'm a, I can be an, an introvert. I am an introvert, right? Um, and when people talk to me all the time, I'm a little bit like, oh, okay, go and ask your dad. Um, it says that the research shows that four-year-old girls, this is probably why I'm in this zone right now, because I almost have a four-year-old. Um, four-year-old girls are the most curious, asking around 390 questions per day. <laughs> God help me. <laughs> um, I just, I Googled some of the questions that they are most likely to say, and it's, it, there's a few funny ones. It says, a swimming teacher says, my favourite question has been, when do we learn how to breathe underwater? <laughs> See, these are the things that go on in their mind. They're learning everything. Um, this was another conversation. It said, in the middle of dinner with no context, a child asked her parents, what did it feel like on your last day of being a child? Another question is, in the olden days, was everything black and white? I know I thought that. And another one is, what is the name of the space? This is something Charlie would ask. What is the name of the space between the bits that stick out of a comb? What the? <laughs> but these are the kind of questions that we get, right? These are the kind of questions that arise. Um, their minds are so inquisitive, and have you ever noticed that when you give them an answer, they just accept it? So they're ready to receive the answer. They're not ready to rebut. No, they just go, oh, cool, okay, and they take it on board and they move on to the next inquisitive question that they have, which is really cool. Would you just stand with me for one minute as we pray, just to start this message? I wanted to start like Joel Osteen, but I've sort of changed it a little bit. Let's just pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you are the revealer of mysteries. Soften my heart and still my mind that I may receive what you have for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Let's turn to, he's got their Bibles with you. If we can just turn to Revelations 4, verse 1. And we have to read it up there because this one's way too small. It says, After this I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven, and the voice I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here and I will show you. And I've highlighted those words, I looked and come up here. God is calling us to look up. And I feel like I say this a lot in my life because it is something that is just so, every day we are faced with this. Every day, people, the surrounding world is wanting us to just look at our feet and just stay like this. But God says, look up. And God says, look around. He says that he wants us not to just be selfish, narcissist people, but he wants us to be people that reach out into our community and he wants us to be people that see the perspective that he sees. He wants us to see his eye view. So I ask you a question, what are we content with? God has so much he wants to reveal to us. 
He has so many hidden treasures, so many mysteries that he wants to reveal to us. But maybe sometimes we're so caught up with looking down that we forget to look up for the answer. God is calling us to look up. Come up here, he says. Come up here. Come and see the perspective that I have. Because we see this, but he sees the whole world. He sees the greater perspective. He doesn't just see the greater perspective, but he also knows every single individual story and he knows exactly where we're at. See, all we see is the natural, but he sees the supernatural. He sees the spiritual realm as well. There's so much wisdom for us to learn. And just like Solomon, I always ask God, God, reveal to me wisdom. Give me wisdom. Give me wisdom. You know, Solomon had all the riches in the world, but what was the one thing that he kept praying for? God, give me wisdom. Because he knew that wisdom and knowledge came from God. You couldn't buy that with money. We need to put ourselves in a position for God to reveal himself to us. We need to be open in conversation. Because you have spent time with God, do you reflect his character to our darkened world? I ask myself questions. You'll notice there's a lot of questions in this because I feel like it's good to self-reflect on where you're at and what you're doing. So I say this again, because you have spent time with God, do you reflect his character to our darkened world? Because... God has called us not to just be absorbers, but to be people that go out and touch other people and reach others. We need to be in a, in a, a community that's alive. We need to be reaching out beyond our four walls, beyond our small worlds. We need to be reaching out into a darkened world. Don't just get caught up in your comfort, you know. Um, you know, I know it's hard sometimes when you spark up conversations or when someone asks you a question and the immediate thing you think is, I'll just give them the soft answer because I don't want to end up in an argument or something. But God wants us to be a light. He wants us to be a light in a darkened world. And we need to be, the only way to do that is for us not to be staring at our feet, staring at our own worlds, being consumed with our own things, but looking up, God, give me wisdom for this situation. God, give me the key to this heart. God, where do you want me to be right now? We have to be continuously looking up. We can go to the colour page. I love this one. God sees colour. That is really pink, isn't it? Wow. I wanted it to be bright. <laughs> um, one of the tricks of the enemy in the church at current, and I know that this happens, is that we look at each other through natural eyes. Now, you know that God knows your heart. You know where you're at. You know your intentions. You know where you've been this week. You know if you're just in a really bad place at the moment and you need time or if you're a bit vulnerable or if you're feeling a bit like moody or something, but not everybody can see all that right? And so then we have this problem in the church where, um, where we're quite short with one another, or we look at each other through these natural eyes, and we don't see each other the way that God sees each other. You know, when we come into his presence, 
we, we want God to, to forgive me, Lord, forgive me of all my sins, but then we turn to our neighbor and we, they have one thing wrong and, and we hold it against them. And yet God took everything away from them. Why should we hold that against them? Because God has poured so much love upon us, we should be giving it freely as well. And so I just want to see everyone and I ask God to, God, just show me exactly how you see that person. What do you see in this person? God, let me be in church community. We should be iron sharpening iron. You know, we should be encouraging one another. We should be drawing out the best in one another. We should be drawing out our strengths. We shouldn't be, oh, I knew it. I knew that had that weakness. I found it. There it is. In fact, we had a lady who come to us once who said she had a gift of finding people's weaknesses. What a gift, hey? What a gift. That's great, love. I think we all have that gift if we delve in deep, right? But God wants us to reach in and find each other's strengths. He wants us to encourage one another with words and with, with not just, oh, I'm so about being real, you know, like not just, oh, that shirt looks great on you, but you're like, oh, it's really hideous actually. Be real. Be real with one another. Like, find something that you actually are genuinely excited about. I love your hair today. It's so great. Oh, I know what I need to say right now. Colleen, you encouraged us one time. And and this is another thing. See how the church community, we change each other. We change the way we're thinking. And it was the last time that we were um, looking after the church. And um, Andrew has this incredible ability of encouraging people. But you give him encouragement. <laughs> we, we can all say this is probably all of us, right? Easy to give encouragement, but to receive encouragement. Oh, no, it's the Lord. It's the Lord. <sighs> he made this dress for me today, you know? Um, but Colleen said something so beautiful to me. And, um, and she had come up to Andrew after he preached. And she, she had encouraged him and said, you know, that message was amazing, Andrew. And it really encouraged me. And it was great. And I know that Andrew's initial reaction was, oh, thanks, Colleen. That's fine, you know. And Colleen walked away feeling like, hang on, I feel really rejected now because you didn't receive my compliment. And so she came up to me and she goes, I've got something for you. I need you to talk to your husband and tell him that when someone gives him a compliment, he has to receive it because if you don't receive it, then I'm rejected myself. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that's so true. And we spoke about that later and he, you've fully taken that on board, haven't you? Like you, you've gone, that is so true when we give each other encouragement. So it's not just giving encouragements, but accept the encouragement in return. Have a smile on your face. Yes, I know the Lord has blessed me. It is so good, isn't it? And he's transforming me and he's changing me every day. But our Aussie way of thinking goes, yes, but you didn't see what I did last night. And yes, 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 but I've got so many greys. Can you see them? Have a look. There's so many greys in here. That's, my hair does not look good. And I do this as well. It's, you know, I'm just being real here. But God wants to bring colour to our life. And the way he wants to bring colour to our life is by really believing who he is and what he does. He wants us to believe that he is alive. Do we believe that he's alive? 
Is he real for us here today? Are we here out of a religious reason or are we here to actually receive something? Are we here to actually be a church community that he's called us to be? Who believes that there's miracles here in the place? Who believes that God can heal and that he can bring freedom? You see, if we turn up to church with that kind of attitude, then guess what happens? God just pours upon us because now... I think we often think the Lord has drawn away from me. The Lord has taken a few steps back. But have you ever thought that maybe it was you that took the steps back? You see, it says God will never leave us nor forsake us. So his promises are true. We sing this, yes and amen. I told you there was a song in everything I was saying. I could have sang the whole preach. That would have been easier for me. Um, His promises are yes and amen. And we sing this, but do we actually believe it? Do we actually apply it to our everyday life? And I think that if we can just accept God in the smaller things, then as we get to the bigger things, it just becomes so much easier. So God sees what you see. God, no, I went to say, God, let me see what you see. See each other through God's eyes. There's so much more he wants to reveal to you. You know, I know I'm a creative person, so I think through my creative mind. But I know that when I say mysteries revealed, that God has hidden treasures that he wants to reveal to you. And I'm not talking about far out like weird things. I'm talking about he has paintings he wants to reveal He has songs he wants to reveal. He has inventions, Frank, that he wants to reveal to you. He has business ventures that he wants to reveal to you. And I really believe that as we turn to God and as we give him what we have, that he will give us the wisdom and the knowledge to do what he has called us to do. So good. Okay, if you've got your Bibles, let's turn to Daniel 2 verse 20 and To help me illustrate what I'm trying to say, we're going to have a look at the um, story of Daniel. Not um, the whole thing, don't worry. Um, Just a bit. What I want to have a look at this morning is the relationship between Daniel and God. And the only way to see that is for doing like a big overview through the whole book. And so I'm just going to start at the beginning. I want to show you one part at the beginning, and then I'm going to show you something that links it all together. And we're looking at the way that Daniel is relating to God, because this just gives us a real indication of where God's got us and and what he has more for us. So from the beginning, we're looking at Daniel 2 verse 20. But before that, the king is looking for someone to tell him his dream. Now, (laughs) not interpret his dream like Joseph had to do, but tell him his dream. Imagine if someone came up to you and said, I had a dream last night. Can you tell me what that dream was and then interpret it? You would think, no way. Um, So the astrologers, the magicians, everyone, they replied to the king saying, what the king is asking is too difficult. No one can reveal it except the gods and they are not among the living. Who knows why they served these gods if they couldn't do anything. Um, Anyway, so Daniel hears this. Daniel's just a, just a normal person, but we know he's got a good, stead relationship with God. 
After Daniel hears that the king had ordered these men to be put to death, Daniel approaches and says, please give me time that I may interpret the dream. So there's a few little keys here. He's stepped out in faith. He's gone, hang on. He knows he's God, right? He knows his stories. And he's only got a fragment of the Bible. We've got the whole thing. But he only had a part. But one part in that Bible was, if we remember the story of Joseph, he, Joseph interprets dreams. He knew that his God could interpret the dreams for Joseph. So why could he not interpret them for him? So he's just gone, yes, God can interpret dreams. He can tell you what your dream is, and I'm going to seek the Lord for that. So I think that's really great. I think it's great knowing what we can just channel into. Okay, you're not, it's not about being a special person. It's just about knowing the word and believing the word and going, yeah, I can accept that because it's not about me. Otherwise, we're sort of putting ourselves on a pedestal, aren't we? Going, yes, I've got a gift for interpreting dreams. No, the gift comes from the Lord. And so if we can ask the Lord for wisdom and knowledge for a situation, he will give it to us. And so Daniel called his friends to come together. And, and this is one of the parts I wanted to like highlight as well. As, as he calls his friends together, they fervently pray. Fervently, passionately intense prayers. And we know that through these fervent, effectual prayers of four righteous men, they availed much. God revealed the dream to Daniel. And the next day, Daniel revealed and interpreted the dream to King Nebuchadnezzar. So let's look at Daniel 2. I want to have a look at this prayer. Hmm. Can you read that? Yep, good. I can't read it there. Okay, so it says, Praise the name of God forever and ever, for he has all wisdom and power. He controls the course of world events. He removes kings and sets up other kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the scholars. He reveals deep and mysterious things and knows what lies hidden in darkness, though he is surrounded by light. I thank and praise you, God of my ancestors, for you have given me wisdom and strength. You have told me what we asked of you and revealed to us what the king demanded. I think it's great that he's shown us this prayer because it really gives us a few guidelines on, on just a simple way to pray to God when we're having these, these times of trouble. The first thing that he, he does is he establishes adoration to God. And so, you know, it's no accident that we start our service with praise unto God because we establish who God is. God, we praise you because you have all the wisdom and power. He knew that he didn't have the wisdom and power. He knew God had the wisdom and power. So he establishes that, God, you have all the wisdom and power. And when I'm saying this, I want you to try and imagine applying this to your life as well because it's not just a, oh, that was nice of Daniel, but I want us to apply it to our lives as well. So try and think of situations in your life right now that you know you need wisdom and power for. You need wisdom from God. And as I'm talking through this prayer, think of how you can apply that to your life then. And so, God, we praise you because you have wisdom and power over all things. You can do all things, Jesus. And then he asks for wisdom, he asks for power, and then he acknowledges, thank you, God, for giving me your wisdom. Thank you, God, for giving me your power and for revealing to me the hidden treasure. And so let's have a look at the next one. Um, this is a, a quote from A.W. Tozer, and it says, wisdom sees everything in focus. 
Don't you love that? Because maybe some of you are thinking, I don't know how wisdom applies to me. It is when we need an answer, we see that answer in focus. Wisdom gives us focus. Colossians 2.3 says um, that in Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In Christ, God has all the answers if we seek him. Let's just have a look at that next one, Elle. And thank you, Ellie, for everything you do. You're such an inc- she's been sick all week and yet she's here. You're an incredible woman. Really treasure you. So good. If you don't know, Ellie heads up our whole AV team and she's just doing an incredible job. We've got computers changing over and stuff, but she just, she adapts fast. She's amazing. Um, He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness and light dwells with him. He reveals deep and hidden things. It says in 1 Corinthians 2.14, and this is just a side note, um, the man without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, for they too are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. This is just a little side note, is that God... His realm is higher, right? His thoughts are higher. His ways are higher. And so there's going to be times where God gives you an answer and you go, I don't know what that means. I don't know how to, in, how to work that out. But that's because God's realm is a different realm to us. He sees the whole picture. We see pieces of it. He sees the whole picture. And so we need to trust that what God has revealed to us, we've got to receive that through the Spirit. And that's where God has left us the Holy Spirit. And this is just a simple thing, but you can just say, Holy Spirit, reveal to me exactly what I need to see in this answer. And the Holy Spirit will show you. We need to receive it through our spirit. His ways are higher. I want to encourage you with Daniel's journey. Okay, so we've just honed in on one part and I want to just have a look at the big picture. Okay, so a while back I preached a message on, um, I know I've been preaching a lot of Daniel at the moment, sorry. It's just where I'm at. Um, A little while back I preached a message on, um, what are the boys' names? Radshak, Meshach and Abednego. (laughs) There it is. See, I always say his name wrong. Abednego. You know these guys. Um, Preached a message on that. And as I was um, preparing my notes, um, God, as I was reading it, I was like, whoa, hang on a minute. What was that? I've found like this. Remember, Jono is probably the only one who was like, what is it, Jilly? What is it? He couldn't stand it. But I was like, there's a hidden treasure in Daniel, guys, and we need to find that hidden treasure. There's heaps of hidden treasures, but this was just one that stood out to me. But Jono was like the only one. Where is Jono? I can't find his face. He's at the back. because hello. <laughs> he's like cornered me at a party, and he's like, Jilly, I've read through Daniel. I can't find it. What is it? What is the hidden treasure? (laughs) All I wanted to say was, no, I'm not telling you. But I did. I did tell him because I felt sorry for him because he really tried. Um, (laughs) And also because we all see different hidden treasures, right? Yeah, this was just my hidden treasure. Anyway, so here it is. I'm revealing it. Um, Okay. What it is, is it's the journey of Daniel's relationship. Okay, so most of Daniel you'll see is prophetic words. And you'll just read prophetic word after prophetic word, 
prophetic word. God is downloading stuff to Daniel. And um, the incredible thing is that um, every word, and I've read commentaries, every word that was prophesied came to pass. Every word. And some of it is like years, 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 years in advance. So it's quite profound, this relationship that Daniel had with God. The first time God revealed himself to Daniel was this one here that we were just talking about. And that's the first time that it, I'm talking about what is written in the Bible. I don't know what happened outside of that. But what's written in the Bible, um, he reveals himself to Daniel in a vision. Now, it doesn't say anything about Daniel seeing. He just receives the word that he needs to interpret the dream. And so his first encounter with God is revealed to him through just a knowing, just a vision, just he, it doesn't really say quite, but he doesn't see, right? The second time that Daniel encounters God, we find it in Daniel 7, 13. And I want to read it because it's quite amazing. So you can turn with me if you want. Daniel 7, 13. Everyone must have phones because I can't hear flicking. I see you millennials. <laughs> Do you remember the Bibles we used to carry around? There was a time where we had these Bibles that were like, what, that fat? This big? And then, yeah, they had all the notes. And then we had our notepads and everything. And my dad was really big on highlighters. So I think I had like extra packet of highlighters here and everything. We used to carry that thing around everywhere. Everywhere. And then we've gone down to like something like this and then like something like a phone. Well, I'm, doing, I'm tracking it, Andrew, and I'm back to the, to the written word. So here it is. Um, Daniel 7, 13. Just takes a while to flick through these pages. Okay. In my vision at night, I looked and there before me was one like a son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the ancient of days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory and sovereign power. All peoples, nations and men of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. Now, do we remember that this is the Old Testament? Yeah. And he is describing what? Who? Jesus. He's describing Jesus. Daniel was visited by Jesus himself. And then it goes on like there's a few um, chapters there where Jesus is downloading to him prophecies for the coming. The next one then happens and it's a separate, separate vision. The third one, I mean, is Gabriel. We know the angel of Gabriel and Gabriel meets him and he, he has another download from God. The final time that is, um, is shown in the Bible that Daniel is encountered by God is in Daniel chapter 12. And you can turn there if you want, but I'm not going to read it. Daniel chapter 12. Now, you've, you can see the progression here, okay? In the final time that he is met by God, he sees the Lord, he sees Gabriel, and he sees two strangers who the commentaries say are angels, obviously. He is found, he finds himself in this meeting place. He finds himself wrapped up, and I'm talking like a spiritual place here. He finds himself wrapped up where he is in a meeting with Jesus, with Gabriel, and with two others. 
and they are discussing the end times. They're discussing exact dates, exact, I still can't work it out, but I don't think we're supposed to work it out, but exact details of the end times, and Daniel finds himself there. This is what I find encouraging as well. This, I actually didn't write down how old he was, year two, year half, I can't find it right now. He's like ancient, he's so old, he's really old, right? When he first, when the beginning of Daniel, it like skips over hundreds of years. The beginning of Daniel, he's like a young man. And then this last encounter, he's old, 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 really old. The, the king doesn't want anything to do with him anymore. It's, he's had like three kings come and go. Do you know what I mean? What I'm saying is that it never stops. Our reveals with God, our, communication, our communion with God, it never stops. He reveals deeper. He reveals more to us. And it never stops. And there's so much more for us to discover. There's so much more for him to, to speak to us. And we never, ever get too old. Never. He's always going to reveal. If anything, he could see more. So we should get more excited because our capacity, our relationship with God is deeper and deeper. Okay, I'm flying through this next part now. Um, Daniel's, deep, Daniel's relationship is deeper. The more he could see, the deeper his relationship was with God. Let's not be satisfied with what we know, but seek God. Let our eyes be open to see what he sees. And I just wanted to read this. It's from the Matthew Henry commentary. It says, The further we look into the things of God and the more we converse with them, the more we shall see of those things and still new discoveries will be made to us. Those that know much, if they approve it, shall know more. Is that exciting? That is so exciting. That There's so much more for us to see. Um, I wanted to ask you a question, and it's what path is God taking you on? What path is God leading you on? He wants us to dwell in his glory, but he wants us to bring it to earth, right? Heaven on earth. And so we need to know what path is God taking us on? What do you see? And so when I say, remember we looked at Revelations 4 verse 1 at the beginning, it says, look, come up here, come up here. He needs us to come up, receive the word that we have for our lives and then apply it to our lives and keep going forward. And then the last one, whoever you are, whatever it is that God has gifted to you to do, whatever your age, no matter your experience, if you've never met God before, if you've been a Christian your whole life, there's more that God wants for you. There's more he wants to reveal to you. And you never have to feel like, oh, I couldn't possibly receive from the Lord because I haven't been a Christian long enough or I don't know enough of the word. God reveals himself to you like a child. Just like a child asks questions, he will reveal himself. On the flip side, don't get too prideful. Don't try and work everything out on your own. Don't be like, you know, let's be open communion with God, open conversation with God. God, I'm going through this. Can you help me? What in your life needs wisdom? What needs to come into focus? Because God is the revealer. Here's another one. What ideas, thoughts have you pushed down that God planted in your mind to be seed to something bigger? There's seeds that have been put into our minds from God and we've pushed them down by insecurities, by people's words. We've pushed them down, but God gave them to us. So why don't we just find them again? Let's go, let God speak to us again. God, show me. What, what hidden treasure do you have for me? 
Seek the Lord. Be intentional, seek wisdom and knowledge and allow space for God to reveal to you deep and hidden things. Will you stand with me right now? Lord, you are the revealer of mysteries. You are the revealer of hidden things. And God, you pour upon us wisdom. We thank you for your wisdom. Just like Solomon, you know, like let's be intentional. Pray to God for wisdom. Don't just stumble upon it. Pray to God. Make it plain. Make it known. Speak it out. God, I have this situation. I need to know your wisdom in my life and speak out those words. So would you with me right now just say, God, I just whatever situation I'm going through, whatever troubles I'm going through, Lord, whatever is bothering my mind right now that I don't know the answer to right now, Jesus, we just lay it at your feet, God. We lay it at your feet, Lord, and I just pray that you would reveal to us wisdom, that you would reveal to us hidden treasures. God, unlock hearts again. Unlock dreams again, Jesus. Promises that you've spoken over us that we've shut down, Lord. Lord, unlock it again. Open our eyes to see the world that you see, Lord. Not the way that the world wants us to see it, Lord. You know, I was standing, I went for a walk last night to pray and um, we live at, um, on a beach and I went up to the top of the cliff and I stood there and I had my music in blaring, it was amazing. And I looked down at my feet and there was like rubbish around me. It's one of the things that really bothers me, you know, rubbish around me and dirt and like the garden wasn't kept nice and I'm looking down and it's annoying me, you know. But then... I lift my eyes and I can see 180 of the ocean. I can see the horizon. I could see the bigger picture. And I think sometimes we look down and we just see the rubbish and the dirt and the stuff that needs to be done and who's gonna do this? I guess I'll have to do it, okay, fine, whatever. We could get so caught up that we forget to look up and see that big horizon and see that water. And then in that instant, I just could feel, I've I've just been feeling God right here at the moment. I've been feeling like His peace right here. Anything I go through right now, I just go, I just breathe you in, Lord. You are right here with me. And so right now, would you just lift your eyes? Would you lift your gaze and say, God, let me see your picture. Let me see what you see. Lift my eyes to see you, Jesus. Let me not look down at my mess. Let me not look down at what needs to be done and turn into someone that's just frantically running around. But God, let me lift my eyes to see you glorified in this world. Glorify Jesus. hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.